Good morning and welcome to episode 37 of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited today, uh, not only for our guest, but I checked iTunes and the Quickie Podcast is listed in the new and noteworthy section of arts and design, which is awesome, an awesome place to be. It goes to show of the quality that these guests are bringing to these episodes. The knowledge that they're sharing, their stories are so inspiring and interesting. I love it. I'm super excited. If you haven't had a chance yet, also head on over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating for the show. Not only do I really appreciate it, but it helps the show get found and noticed and climb the ranks and uh, gets more people hearing these guest stories. Speaking of guests, today's guest is Marga Lopez. She is a communications designer born in Mexico, now residing in Vancouver, BC, and has been here for the last 15 years. Um, she is a former president of the GDC BC chapter, which is super cool, a great design community. Um, she currently holds the role of exhibit design department project manager at the world-renowned Vancouver Aquarium. So what a really unique position for her to share her talent. I love today's interview. I'm not going to spoil any of her stories, but it's a really interesting interview. Um, I found it fascinating. So enjoy this one, ladies and gentlemen, Marga Lopez. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Marga, how are you? I'm fine, Dave. Thank you so much for having me here. No, I'm happy to have you here. Are you ready for the Quickie? Yes. Perfect. Well, briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Well, uh, I'm a communication designer uh, born in Mexico City, mm -hmm. immigrated to Vancouver 15 years ago, and I'm currently working as project manager at the Vancouver Aquarium for the exhibit design department. Oh, cool. That's got to be a unique career. Oof, yeah. It's been quite a ride. <laughs> That's cool. How long have you been there for? <laughs> at the aquarium? Yeah. Uh, a year and a half or so. Awesome. Yeah. And you are heavily involved with both Creative Mornings and the GDC BC. Exactly. Well, I, I, I've been part of the chapter ever since I came to Canada. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's been pretty much the reason why I'm still here in Vancouver. It was the, the gateway to a community and friends and everything that, you know, I was building right here in Vancouver. That was the gateway. So GDC for me is family and it, it goes beyond, um, you know, a group of, of peers. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, I'm really excited to hear your answer for this next question. Um, <laughs> what was your childhood like? And do you feel that you had a creative childhood? And if you did, what made it so? Yeah, well, I think I, I had the best of, you know, all the creatives uh, around me because my dad, um, he was a classical guitar concertist. Mm -hmm. So we were surrounded by classical music. And 
we all, uh, all of my siblings and myself had to go through music school as, you know, as a mandate. So that was part of, you know, just being like growing up in, in the arts. And my mom, uh, she was a commercial artist. Oh, cool. So when she studied commercial artist, <laughs> that was pretty much the design career that existed back there. But she never actually um, did design uh, uh, per se or, or follow any career path. But she had a very close relationship with the arts and, and painting and drawing and stuff like that. So I was always surrounded by that. And I had the, you know, the fortune of having my aunt be a big um, actress in Mexico. Oh, cool. Yeah, if you Google my name, you'll find her. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's mo most likely you'll find her first. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, was, uh, she's, uh, she was a big thing in Mexico. Long, uh, she passed away about, I think, 13 years ago or so, or 14 mm -hmm. years ago. And, uh, and, but she was a big influence in, in how I see the world. And I always wanted to be involved in the arts. And that's pretty much my childhood. All like musical theater. And <laughs> so right from being like young, that. you know, introduced and directed through many different arts. Yes, exactly. That's cool because that's... That's what yeah. my kids are going through right now. With their, they're in a fine arts school, so they're doing a oh. lot of musical theater, a lot of singing, a lot of dance, a lot <laughs> of painting, a lot like exploring all avenues of that. Yeah, and I think that was pretty much, um, you know, why I'm who I am in a way because it just these these influences just make you, in a way, brings that artistic flair on you. And mm -hmm. maybe if I didn't have them in my life, I would probably just be a project manager, mm -hmm. you know, and in other areas of the world, because I love the, the side of the project management and the, the organizational side and all the logistic side of design. I really appreciate that side of, of the work. But, you know, I also like that artistic flair that, you know, you can get to play around with. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So then take us back to when you first started noticing design in the world. What did you start seeing? Well, I think I really enjoyed going to the supermarket. <laughs> oh, okay. Even as a I, young kid. Oh, my God. I love branding and packaging. And I was always looking at, you know, oh, this product changed or this new identity for this soda or this new logo on this pack of cookies. So, <laughs> so yeah, I was always looking at branding and, and I, I had a bit of a, an obsession with Doritos. Yep. <laughs> and I... I always had this idea of, you know, drawing different logos for Doritos. So I was probably like around 10 or something, and I had all my notebooks covered in Doritos logos. So. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. So when you first started out in this creative field, what's something that you wish you knew? Hi. Yeah, I think I. what I would really appreciate is um, the fact that Everybody that taught me something in design at the beginning of my career was really open and was not hiding the truth about design. Mm -hmm. So I was really, you know, having a tough time finding this one because in a way I thought, okay, well, maybe somebody would tell me that it was going to be hard to have your clients believe in your designs or something like that. And then I was like, yeah, 
somebody told me that. So I, I shouldn't say that nobody said it <laughs> to me. Right? So yeah, I, I wasn't really sure how to answer the, that question because I thought I, I got really lucky about, you know, be, getting so much honest information when I was uh, right out of school. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, one thing maybe is, uh, you know, somebody should have told me that I, I needed to do more networking Mm -hmm. and just be like very forward about getting to know people and getting to build my my network yep which i learned by you know moving to canada but you know it's a i think that was part of the the biggest lesson of of being here is network networking is actually what opens doors for you Mm -hmm. so in an earlier answer you had mentioned that you loved going to the supermarket and looking at packaging and branding (laughs) Um, but is there one or what's one of the most influential designs of your life so far, either something you've seen or something you've been a part of? Well, uh, I've been very lucky to work in different, um, you know, um, environments, uh, in design. Like I had the chance to work for, um, firms that, uh, do a lot of branding and, and packaging design and mm-hmm. all the firms that did fashion and, and, maybe retail or you know working at the aquarium so i i think you know it's kind of been it's kind of hard to pinpoint one particular project but i think um i don't know i'm ah i feel like i'm blanking a little but but yeah um yeah i guess uh there was this project that really made my career back in mexico which is um i had the chance to work on an editorial project for uh, 75-year uh, anniversary book for Cor- Corona Beer Company, the oh, uh, cool. company. Okay. And it was such a fantastic process of going through um, being with uh, the researchers, understanding the storyline, working with the writers, really digging into what that book was going to be mm-hmm. and building it at the same time because we only had one year to build the whole thing. Oh, wow. So, it was like a collaborative effort to just pull the the big um, book out, and uh, and yeah, that really was kind of like you know one of the projects that really formed me as as, uh, as a designer, which is the the opportunity to collaborate with all little aspects of the, the product, right? And That's how it cool. you know actually make the final results. And that was for the seventy fifth anniversary of Corona Beer. Well, not not actually Corona, but the company that makes it, which is oh, okay. Grupo Otelo. <laughs> Got it. That's cool. So what has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? Well, the, I think the most challenging time for me was uh, the moment when me and my husband decided to move to Canada mm-hmm. and just start over. Because in a way, I knew that I was coming to a new country that I was not going to be probably able to showcase who I was and, mm-hmm. and, and my my past and, and my experience as, as much as, you know, you think you can. The fact is, it's different and people don't know, you know, the firms that you worked on or the projects that you worked on or maybe yeah. the, the culture is different. So the aesthetic is a little off or too loud maybe or or too you know like there's there's quite a bit of differences in in that so I was always a little bit self-aware of the fact that maybe I won't be you know 
landing a, a job to the level of where I was back at Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that was kind of a a mental block that I had at the beginning of of uh, when we came here that. I was always like, okay, I'm ready to be a barista because I want to stay in Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I knew that I had more to offer, right? So I was really struggling with that that sense of just trying to make yourself valuable. Mm-hmm. So that was really challenging at the beginning of uh, arriving here because I, I got super lucky and landed a, a job at the design agency, which was, you know, my first touch on, you know, the the... Vancouver design culture mm-hmm. and it was a very very hard environment you know it was really tough for me to work in that space mm-hmm. and it, it it was about you know myself um my self-worth that I was trying to find and I think that was probably the worst uh times coming in but at the same time it was the most amazing times because mm-hmm. I got to meet incredible people who supported me and who made me feel, you know, that I could just do it in this country if I really applied myself and and if I just, you know, concentrated on finding who I was and what I was to offer to whomever hired me or whomever wanted to work with me. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that was kind of like the best and the worst. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one for sure. That's a big change moving from Mexico to Vancouver. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a, bit of a an experiment that we got lucky and it actually worked out for us and mm-hmm. yeah it's been 15 years since we landed this summer so so you're still to- experimenting i am i'm still finding <laughs> myself every day <laughs> but i can tell you that uh, yeah is uh, i think i'm i'm kind of now understanding who i want to be as a designer and where i want to stand and how to better find my value and Mm -hmm. how I can, you know, transpire that onto my work. Yeah. So I want to hear what you think about social media. Do you feel um, social media has changed graphic design or the process of design? And is that beneficial or harmful? Well, I think, yeah, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, I think, you know, like with everything that is, uh, you know, the internet, love it or hate it, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what we can do, and I'm I'm blown away what social media can do for any any brand, any any product. So yeah, it could be such a powerful tool for any designer and any any company out there. But it's also you know this oh sorry this black hole you know <laughs> it is black hole of you know negativity and and confusion and and you know data being misused and yeah it's it's kind of a you know we're i think we're finding ourselves in it mm-hmm. i don't think designers are still tapping as much as we could on on the power of social media um but i think it's uh, it's getting there i think we're kind of understanding it as it evolves and you know it's it's hard to actually keep up with what's going on and and i think that's also part of what makes it so so intriguing, right? Because mm-hmm. it's evolving and it's also changing. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what takes us, where, where it takes us. Yep. I like that. Finding ourselves in it. I think, I don't know if I answered the question, but. <laughs> <laughs> sure you did. 
Um, who is a designer or a brand that you look up to or closely follow? And what is it about them that you like? Well, I think I, I'm, I really like what SY Partners are doing in New York and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, you know, more of a strategic communication firm. And I think that's, you know, what really resonates with me. But, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of cool stuff happening here in Vancouver. Lots of very good brands and, and, and sorry, uh, brands, um, studios that are doing fantastic work. Mm-hmm. that are creating amazing brands, um, you know, all around. I, I think it's uh, one thing that I, that really strikes me right now that I'm in the exhibit design world is uh, NGX. I think that uh, those guys are doing fantastic, great, you know, um, interactivity on their on their parts and and all of the exhibits that they're putting out same with uh, tangible interactive i love them and i was lucky to work with them uh for a feature at the aquarium and and you know their process and the way that their you know artistic side kicks in Mm -hmm. is really really cool that's cool those are great answers great suggestions um, so take us to a design or a project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. What was that like? How did that feel? Well, um, I think that it's funny because I do find, uh, that for some, my time at a certain company, I don't know if I should say names or not. Yeah, skip the name. That, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was working at this company, uh, for, um, for a retail fashion um, industry, and I think the the biggest problem that I had with that component was that it wasn't really about the design; it was more about the politics mm-hmm. and how to deal with personalities and how to deal with you know bigger than life egos. And I think that's also you know something that every designer can um, feel as part of you know that problem with any project that doesn't really work it's, a, it's an ego thing mm-hmm. and, it's, and sometimes I think it's um, design is very personal in in, in very ways so yep. so yeah whenever you have that kind of feeling that that project is not working as well as you, it should it's probably because of some well somebody's ego and maybe it's yours so you need to <laughs> make sure that you check yourself as well mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah I think it was that was probably the the most problematic thing it's more like the politics and and the personalities and and i think you know certain uh, industries have more personalities than others yep fashion is you know high personalities yes yeah big personalities big egos and you know a lot of you know situations that are not that great for for you know having good solutions that are really uh, behind the product and behind the reality of what is that you need So, you know, just playing around the game of, you know, who has more power and who has more influence and instead of doing the right thing for the product or the the brand. So not really a designer project specifically, but you've felt and been caught in the scenario of politics and egos and you get that gut feeling where like uh, something ain't right here. Something's going to go sideways. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And I think Mm. it's it's not, it's, it's, it's usually not about the design. Right. Like ultimately it's about personalities and about like, you know, there's always that client that you're just can't deal with. And sometimes you just have to let them go because it's not 
conducive to good work. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So I know you are loving your position at the aquarium. I know you're loving the design community that you are in. Um, yes. <laughs> so I'm curious to see your perspective on this question, whether it's from you and your career or, you know, being a, a key member in this community and what you're hearing and feeling. So the question is, what are you or even the creative community struggling with in their careers right now? Hmm. Well, on a personal level, I guess, I'm struggling with, you know, identifying what I want to do with myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I know now that I, I do love design, but I like the structure of design. So I definitely want to be part more of the, the planning of it, mm-hmm. and the, you know, be part of the, the strategic uh, areas and and how to actually execute that as a strategy. So that's why I think you know, I'm really attracted to the position that I'm at right now, which is, you know, managing the project sounds a little more dry than you would think, but there's a lot more. There's a lot of pieces that go into that. Exactly. And and to understand the the, the steps that you need to take to take one idea up to reality, that is really attractive to me. But I think that that is my personal uh, struggle right now to actually identify that niche as mm-hmm. the, that I want to move forward because of course I am a designer at heart and I, that's what I studied I studied you know I have a bachelor's in design I studied typography I I did you know like I'm a communication designer yeah. up and down but at the same time it's like I don't I'm not sure if I want to you know getting into designing another logo <laughs> <laughs> or another identity yeah. or like you know like oh, do I really want to do this uh big project or this um, editorial work like I'm not sure if I want that I'm, I'm, I might be more inter- interested in going to find the process of talking to the writers and making sure that they talk to the designers and they find that you know common thread that they can just bring the design home and mm-hmm. right I'd rather be that conduit than be the one, you know, doing the design, which is kind of weird because yeah. you would think that you're a designer, you should be like super excited about being in that particular area. But right now I think I'm, I'm more into being the connector than the actual hand that moves the pencil, right? It sounds like a, like a struggle between the, the head and the heart. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's where I'm at. But I don't know if the industry is having that same challenge. I think the industry right now is just, uh, head and the heart battles happen all the time. Yeah, all the time. But I think mostly, I think that we need to, you know, come together as as, uh, as a community. And I think that's always been the challenge that we need to support each other, support the industry, make sure that, you know, we're kind of making ourselves stronger mm-hmm. by, you know, not working on silos, not being on your own. Get out and get to know your community, Get get out and know your associations. Those are the things that are going to make you a better designer and, they're, and it's going to create a better industry for you. So you can actually sell your work better. You can be, you know, that that uh, service provider that people will respect and, and they know that only, a, you know, to get good design is to actually hire a good designer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. So I want to turn it around and I want to hear 
uh, about a project you were a part of that you are the most proud of? Um, the one that just makes your heart sing or the biggest design feather in your cap? Well, I think that working at the Douglas Copeland Vortex exhibit at the aquarium was one of the most rewarding experiences I had this past year. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the fact that, you know, I, I inherited that project from the design director at the aquarium uh, she was going on maternity leave, so I literally just grabbed the project and took it to the goal line. And that whole thing was just really um, a, an act of trust that I always uh, will be grateful uh, from from the design director at, at the aquarium. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that the artist trusted me with, uh, you know, like I was a new element in the equation and... He trusted me blindly on to how to make that uh, arrive. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was great to work on, you know, on bringing all the elements from uh, not understanding what the aquarium is about. And then all of a sudden just jumping in caught on getting things out in the world. That was really exciting. And I will always have that in my heart as one of uh, the pinnacles of my career. That's a great one. So just to take that one a little bit further, could you just sort of briefly explain to us what that event was? Yes, Vortex is a Douglas Copeland exhibit. Uh, Douglas Copeland is a local artist. Uh, He's a plastic artist, also a writer. And he was uh, very uh, blown away by the fact that he was on a trip to Haida Hawaii and encountered all this debris from the tsunami and all of these marine debris coming through the beaches. And he was blown away because he saw one of those bottles that he also has as part of one of his exhibits, just washing in from the tsunami. And it it was just like, it hit him, you know, like in a personal level, Mm -hmm. in a, you know, in a moment of, damn it, we're, you know, we're all connected into this problem of pollution in the oceans, right? Mm -hmm. So he came to the aquarium and suggested this exhibit, which is, uh, you know, it has a few components that includes um, two tsunami um, rescue boats uh, from Haida Hawaii. And they brought them in, and he created these uh, um, figures that live in the boat, and they have different, uh, you know, explanations. But it's, it's all about the... The, the, the vortex, which is the gyre of, of, of garbage that is uh, swimming in the ocean, right? So mm-hmm. it's, uh, that was kind of like that component of art meeting reality and just getting us to face the fact that we're, we've been glamorizing um, plastic from when Warhol was taking photos of Campbell's soup or, or Bakelite, right? And, and then, you know, the reality of us being surrounded by this incredible problem that we need to solve. Mm-hmm. But he also has a, you know, a positive side of things that we'll, we will find a way out of this if we just work together. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a very, like, you know, emotional exhibit because, of course, it's such a big problem and it's such a, a daunting task. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it just, you know, we need to face the task and we need to make sure that we come together and, and fight it. Oh, what a great exhibit. Yeah, yeah. that would have been yeah, awesome to see. Yeah, come see it. It's still there. Is it? Oh, that's great. Okay. 
Um, so last question here. What is one design product, tool, website, or community you can't live without? Oh, what a question. I think you know the answer already. <laughs> I think I do too. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't live without my GDC. And uh, it's just that's my community. And I, I adore every single person on every single chapter there is. So can can deal with that. I, I Of course, I'm still... Um, I'm still a member, but I'm not active on the chapter level or mm -hmm. the national level anymore. Uh, but I was lucky to help out uh, on membership uh, when I was in a national membership chair. And uh, so it was always nice to actually get that connection with designers across Canada and and just feel like everybody's on board. Like I, I can go to any part of Canada and find a friend, right? Yeah. That's. That's kind of like the, the coolest thing about that community. So, That's great. Marga, that was mm -hmm. a great answer. And <gasps> I enjoyed, <You're> <laughs> I enjoyed chatting with you so much. It's always oh, a pleasure. Seriously. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciated it. Oh, thank you. It was, it was a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Quickie Podcast today. I really appreciate it. You heard it there from our guest, Marga. The GDC is like family to her. Find your local design community, your GDC, your RGD, whatever it is, and get involved. Embrace that community. Help grow that community. Thank you. Have a great day.